the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio. Fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Egypt's military says warplanes have struck several vehicles used in the attack on a northern Sinai mosque that killed 235 people, destroying and killing all passengers. The military statement today said the vehicles were hit in the vicinity of the previous day's attack on a mosque that left more than 300 people dead. There's word today the Navy has identified the three sailors lost after that Navy plane crashed in the Philippine Sea this week. They are Lieutenant Stephen Combs. Aviation Boatswain's Mate, Airman Matthew Chilastri, and Aviation Ordnance Airman Apprentice Brian Grosso. Eight others on board that plane survived. Macy's says it has fully resolved problems it had on Black Friday, uh, Friday related to processing some gift and credit cards. The chain blamed the glitch on overcapacity that caused some transactions to take longer to process. This is SRN News. Mark Levin says, don't believe the hype. And let me tell you about this crap they're going to make taxes simpler. No, they're not. It's as complicated as they've ever been. What they mean by simpler is, ladies and gentlemen, is more and more people are going to be on the dole and don't have to pay taxes. Wow, they can file their form with one uh, with a postcard. True, but they're not paying anything. Matter of fact, you're paying for their refund. And they consider this a great achievement. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock here in the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, and that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Narn with the headliner, the local one, Mitch Berg. Tomorrow at 2 p.m., tune in for the closer, Brad Carlson. For the best economic insight, don't forget about King Banyan over on Business 1440, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9. Now a quick look at your forecast on this Saturday. Very nice out there. Near 40 degrees for the high today. Lots of sun for Sunday as well and near 50. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 13 going on 14 years strong is uh, the Twin Cities' longest-running conservative talk show. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. This is the headliner edition. Don't forget tomorrow, Brad Carlson. No, no, Brad is off on assignment. I will be in tomorrow doing a special hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network tomorrow. From 2 to 3, sitting in for Brad, who is off uh, doing uh, fun stuff on assignment. King Banyan, of course, every Saturday morning, the best show in America, ergo the world, on economics. You will learn more there by accident in two hours than you will learn uh, in a four-year degree anyplace else in the world. I may be indulging in some hyperbole, but only barely, just a little. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call, should you care to join me. And I hope you do. You're always welcome to to call into the broadcast. Uh, Terminator and the producer uh, has standing orders to let people who disagree with me, left or right, male or female, whoever they may be, through first in the queue. So if you find a bone you want to pick, provided it's not my spine, you're going to get through the line first. Because, let's be honest, when you're on a conservative talk station dealing with a conservative audience, you don't often get a spirited argument from anyone. And quite frankly, I relish them. Uh, I, I, whether it's a good argument or just a nutcase babbling, either way, it's fun. I, I, I like a good argument. I don't, okay, I mean, I like a good argument better than I like just nutcases babbling away. But either way, it's That's what makes it fun. Of course, what makes it interesting and rewarding is talking to all the rest of you, the the smart folks, the the people who actually do pay attention and 
and did learn something from your history classes in high school, ergo, are conservatives. Uh, 651-289-4488 or join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. If you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, you'll know that I started a fair number of broadcasts over the years with the phrase, if you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time. I know it's a crutch I rely on a lot, but I'm going to do it one more time. If you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, you know that I support capital punishment for every reason but one. I, I think there are people who need to be taken out of society. I think that there are some people, to quote the man without a name, who just need killing. But I oppose the death penalty for one reason and one reason only, and that is a completely dispositive reason that outweighs all the other reasons combined. Several times over to the point that for it and it alone, I oppose the death penalty. And that is the likelihood, in fact, the the absolute certainty that one day we will hypothetically execute an innocent person. And in fact, it's not remotely hypothetical. If you ever look into the case of Cameron Todd Willingham, a man who uh, was executed 10, 12 years ago for the arson murder of his two children, You look into the details and you can find a case of deeply, deeply wrongheaded prosecution uh, that relied on science that turned out to be complete, complete baked wind. So science that was accepted as an absolute fact uh, 20 and 30 years ago, science for which many people were sent uh, to death row back in the day as well as sent to prison for long periods of time, that turned out to be absolutely, completely wrong. A case that will make you, that will give you a little bit of cynicism about our criminal justice system and a little bit of an insight on on the world of science and the complete delusion of people who use the term settled science in any context, not just criminal law, not just... uh, any form of science, but but pretty much all science. All science, I'm not going to say it has a shelf date, but it can all expire. It can all be overturned overnight. And that was the case in the case of Cameron Todd Willingham. Uh, there's a, I say, almost certainty that we executed an innocent person. And if there is no other option, perhaps society finds a way to grit its teeth and plow on through and do it the best, it's can, uh, best it can. But there is an option. Supermax is an option. No one's ever escaped from a Supermax. Highly doubtful anyone ever will. And the nice thing about it, it is reversible. Now, that is a bit of a tangent from the real point here. I oppose the death penalty in principle for that principle, the inevitability that they will, and I believe have, executed one and very likely many more innocent people over the years, and it's inevitable that it will happen again. It is inevitable. I mean, there's even some cracks appearing around the edges of DNA science, which was considered absolutely infallible and largely still is and and largely well may be, but they're finding it's not quite as absolutely certain as as, as we had all been told. So, I oppose capital punishment for the single solitary reason that it is possible, indeed, highly likely that the innocent will die and have died. I say that to preface the fact that I, there are people out there for whom the crimes aren't even remotely ambiguous and for whom capital punishment is probably too good. And one of those left this mortal coil this past week. Charles Manson uh, died uh, in his early 80s, many years overdue. He was actually sentenced to death for his roles in the Manson family murders in the late 1960s in and around Hollywood. If If you're not familiar with the story, he led a cult, for lack of a better term, and it is, in fact, a perfect term. He led a a millennial cult that believed they were called upon by God to lead uh, an Armageddon-like war uh, to that would lead to the survival of 144,000 chosen people uh, at the end of the world. And he, Manson and his family 
believed they were the vanguard of this tiny group of elected survivors of Armageddon and of the apocalypse. And he believed his role was to bring on that apocalypse. And, of course, he was absolutely nuts. He was completely crazy. And yet that sense led him to carry out some of the grisliest murders. I shouldn't say the grisliest murders in American history. It's not hard to find murders more grisly. It's not hard to find murders uh, in, in colder blood. But the story of the Manson family and the way they chose their victims primarily to try to start a race war in this country and, and entirely based off the delusions of one completely insane but very charismatic person, Manson was, in fact, who, who managed to draw to him a fairly, at one point a fairly good number of people, largely women, but men as well, who tended, by the way, to be largely upper-middle-class children of privilege, children of wealth, children of, 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 of privilege, uh, to use the term that's commonly used today. Uh, he built this family of people who were capable of and eager to do the unspeakable for him. The murders of, of the, I believe, six or seven people that were involved in the original wave of murders, including actress Sharon Tate, uh, who was pregnant uh, with their first child, the first child of, of herself and Roman Polanski at the time when she was murdered in a most grisly way at her home in Los Angeles in 1960, I want to say 1967. If you've never read the book Helter Skelter by Vincent Bugliosi, who, by the way, is a native of Duluth. I didn't know that until I read the book. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fascinating read in as much as it, first of all, is if you've ever wondered how the law actually works, if you ever wondered what actually goes into a prosecution of a case like this, it is the best explanation of how a prosecutor does their, does their job I've ever read. Bugliosi, of course, was the prosecutor who won the verdicts against Manson and his family. Uh, it's also, of course, a scary, almost depressing recital of what that time was like, both in America and in the part of the world that spawned the Manson uh, family and Charles Manson himself, Southern California in the 1960s, the height of the flower power generation, at which time Charles Manson was sort of the, the opposite of flower power, uh, an apocalyptic figure, or I should say, a would-be apop- apocalyptic figure who was trying to bring on the end of the world through, uh, through, through a spree of, of mass murders. And by the way, such was the control he had over his followers. And I explain this for those of you who weren't alive at the time, who weren't going to be alive for another 20, 25 years in many cases, uh, some of you out there. Such was, such was the power that he had even five and six years after he was convicted and sentenced to death, by the way, although his sentence was commuted in, I believe, 1972, when the Supreme Court struck down the death penalty and commuted all sentences uh, believe currently uh, on death row uh, in the United States. In fact, I remember seeing the CBS News bulletin about that subject uh, when they, they thought it was big enough news that Charles Manson's death, uh, Manson's death penalty, had been vacated. That they uh, broke into news co- uh, to the regular TV uh, programming that evening uh, to to tell the nation because so important, such huge news was the the Manson family murders. Even half a decade after he was in prison, some of his followers were carrying out mischief. When I was in sixth grade, one of his followers, a woman named Squeaky Fromm, uh, walked up to President Gerald Ford at at an event and pulled out a, a pistol and tried to shoot him. Now, whatever Charles Manson had done, he had not taught his followers how to handle a firearm. She didn't have a round racked up, nothing to shoot. It jammed up. Hopelessly, the Secret Service uh, hogpiled her, and she is still in prison today, 40-odd years later. I think she was up for parole a while ago for her attempt on Gerald Ford's life. I don't think she got out. It's probably a good thing. Anyway, what you had in the case of Charles Manson was a madman seeking his insane version of immortality. He thought, by the way, his immortality would come as as a pseudo-biblical figure leading a tribe of the select forward from, from Armageddon, from the apocalypse. 
but basically it's the same story you see in a lot of criminals, people who believe they will achieve immortality by carrying out a ghastly crime uh, against other people, against humanity in their own way. And they achieve it in a sense. I mean, Charles Manson may be the most famous murderer, murderer in American history, if uh, perhaps other than John Wilkes Booth. He's certainly the most famous mass murderer in American history. And the things he did have echoes today, and I want to make sure people understand that, because Charles Manson died, but his spirit lives on in at least one one news-making area uh, today, to this very day. 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. If you're part of a small business, please listen for the next 55 seconds. Paladin Law's Larry Frost may save you thousands of dollars. Don't let the pace of your business blind you to the laws you have to follow, even if you don't know they exist. Larry specializes in small business law, forming companies, writing and litigating contracts, advising you before you get in legal trouble. Avoiding disputes with suppliers, clients, and the government is a lot cheaper than solving disputes. Here is Larry Frost of Paladin Law. My goal is to meet with you and discuss your unique situation. Together, let's see if you need legal representation. If you do, I will work with you to take the legal actions needed so you can concentrate on running your business undistracted by legal worries or conflicts. I know you'll sleep better at night once you know that you're protected. Larry came from a military family and spent 27 years serving in the Marines and Army. Paladin Law will bring the same ethics and teamwork to your business. Paladin Law. Have law, will travel. ParadinLawMN.com. Back to doing what I love and more. When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338, for your no-obligation fitting. You can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. Are you looking to change your cleaning service? Hi, this is Jessica Carter, and I'm the owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning offices, car dealerships, and small businesses. One of the main things that makes us different is the fact that we are small, family-owned, and that enables us to offer affordable pricing. The first thing that I will do is meet with you, do a walkthrough of your facility, go over in detail what exactly you'd like done, and I ensure that it gets done at every cleaning. We use a detailed checklist, and we pay close attention to detail, and you're going to see that after each cleaning. So here's a no-risk offer for you. Try us free for one week. We'll clean your business, and then we'll ask you if you can tell the difference between what we do and your current cleaning company. No obligation, risk-free. We're CTC professionals, and we would love to clean your business. So call me today at 651-404-0132. When the truth is found to be... AM 1280, the paper. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Also found on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. That's Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can also find us on Facebook at uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Love to have you join us here, there, or anywhere.
Never understood that line. Mind is full of bread. There were a lot of people who were highly addled by, by drug abuse at the time. Jefferson Airplane may have been among the, the, the chief among them here. Uh, and, of course, the Manson family certainly qualified as well in their day. Their, their, uh, their, 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 their rampage of murder in the Los Angeles area, uh, including their original defense attorney who wound up dead at the hands. Likely, It's never been solved. But uh, a number of people associated with the legal team defending Charles Manson either were found murdered or disappeared without a trace in the months after the trial. Such, in fact, was the hold that Charles Manson had on his, his family, uh, a hold that continued into the, the mid-1970s and led, in fact, uh, one of his immediate family members, Squeaky Fromm, to attempt to murder Gerald Ford in 1975, I want to say. 74, 75. I remember I was in sixth grade, which would have been in there somewhere. Uh, and and by, by the way, spawned, if not imitators, at least people who are in the same general weight class in terms of dissociativeness, narcissism, the idea that, that their ends justified their means. Uh, the most famous among them were groups that are, they're, whose memory is fading in the collective consciousness these days. Uh, groups like the Weather Underground, groups like uh, some of the the people at the roots of eco-terrorism got the start at that point. Uh, among the most famous in the Twin Cities would be the Symbionese Liberation Army, a group founded, founded, started basically another pseudo-cult-like organization that was started uh, in the Los Angeles or in San Francisco areas in the late 1960s and early 1970s. That went on a bit of a, a terror rampage, again, like the Manson family, at the behest of another charismatic figure who led his flock, if you will, to try and launch, if not an apocalypse, at least a underground insurgence to lead to some self-created myth uh, of a perfect society, basically utopia through violence. And they're most famous in the Twin Cities because, of course, a woman named Sarah Jane Olson joined them when she was in uh, going to school in the Bay Area and became a member of the group in time to kidnap, uh, in one of the most famous crimes of the 1970s, the kidnapping of Patty Hearst, who was kidnapped from her home, uh, stayed underground for some time, and was next seen holding a gun on the scene of some SLA crimes, including uh, robberies, at least one murder, a, a bank robbery in uh, the Bay Area in which uh, a woman, a young mother of several kids, uh, was murdered. Uh, Myrna Opsal was her name. And by the way, it, it tells you a little something about the hypocrisy of the Twin Cities left, because, of course, this woman was a native of I believe a native of uh, the Twin Cities. I don't know if she's a native of the Twin Cities, but she moved to the Twin Cities after the Symbionese Liberation Army was largely killed uh, in, the, the, the again, 1974-1975 in a shoot-off with the Los Angeles SWAT team. Uh, Sarah Jane Olson was one of the ones who escaped, who was not caught. She was suspected of planting a bomb under an Oakland police car, the bomb never went off. The officers were were safe, but it was an attempt on on their lives. In in the furtherance of what is was at the time, by any description, a terrorist activity, a terrorist enterprise. Uh, she fled, changed her name, moved to where else? The Twin Cities. Married a, a young uh, a doctor, I believe, and lived as a changed your name and, and lived as as a fashionable liberal in Highland Park, changed your name to Kathleen Salaya. Uh, and actually, maybe the other way around, Kathleen Salaya was her original name and Sarah Jane Olson was her was her cover when she moved to Highland Park, where she lived as a Democrat activist and hobnobbed with the elite of the Twin Cities metrocrat uh, <laughs> oligarchy. And when she was arrested by the FBI uh, on these 20, at the time, 25-year-old charges of participating in a terrorist criminal conspiracy that had among its byproducts a number of robberies, a number of attempts on people's lives, and one murder, that of Myrna Opsal, as well as the kidnapping of Patricia Hearst, uh, 
the Twin Cities Metrocrat elite raised well over a million dollars for her legal defense. And because, and by the way, also be clowned themselves by asking loudly in the in the sort of tone of voice that people who are entitled and connected uh, can muster, say, hey, why why chase after her for crimes from 25 years ago when she'd become such a good progressive over time? And she had, by the way. I remember writing about this uh, some time ago. Uh, Kathleen Salaya had uh, cultivated quite a reputation as, as, a liberal, uh, as a person with impeccable liberal credentials. Her husband and her daughter, who grew up to be a young... Uh, social justice warrior back before they were called that uh, basically asked the same question when being interviewed. I'll try and find the link to that and post that at shot in the dark. I wrote a piece about that. That was uh, regarded rather highly uh, years and years and years and years ago. And this anyway, this all a bit of a tangent. This is all of the, 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 the fallout and if you will, copycat ism, of the Manson era in uh, in American social life, because while the 1970s were full of these apocalyptic groups, and if you weren't around back then, it's probably hard to remember them. But they they were, I was around back then barely. I mean, I was graduated from high school in 1981, which should give you a rough timeline as to how conscious I was of the world around me through the 1970s. But there were a fair number of these groups. I mean, you had the the Jonestown group, which went on to kill itself en masse in 1979 in Jonestown, Guyana, after killing an American congressman and several other people who came to investigate. It was another group that started from this same idea in the 1970s that uh, a charismatic figure would put himself out there as someone with a, a cure for the ills of the world and that through absolute devotion to him or her, uh, one would achieve at least some sense of purity in a world that was nearing apocalypse. And I say him or her because obviously David Jones and the Jonestown Massacre, where 900 people uh, killed themselves out of loyalty to their cult leader, and the Symbionese Liberation Army, uh, where people murdered and, and tried to murder, murdered people and tried to murder other people out of loyalty to their charismatic nutcase leader, and the Manson case, in, where people, children of immense privilege, almost invariably, uh, wound up murdering people out of loyalty to the demented visions of their crazed leader. Led to other similar groups. There was a group based in the Twin Cities. I want to say the woman's name was Dickinson who was a female leader of a similar cult that lived down by the 1980s. They had moved to a rather large, I believe, a mansion down by Lake Harriet, where they were living in fairly deep squalor, I believe, as the story holds. And then they up and decided in 1986 that they had to move to rural Montana because a nuclear apocalypse was coming. And some of them are still out there living in bunkers, I guess, insisting that the apocalypse is on its way, uh, as their leader taught them. So it's not just a male thing, just saying. Anyway, Charles Manson, it'd be probably wrong to say Charles Manson started this, but I think it would be fair to say that Charles Manson's activities and the smothering media attention that was paid to Charles Manson kind of started a 10-year bull market on charismatic, insane criminals. And by the way, I'll cop to it. I was part of that media coverage in 1985 and 1986 when I started at the Evil Talk Empire uh, here in the Twin Cities. One of my assignments from one of the hosts I worked for at the time was to get an interview with Charles Manson. This was when Charles Manson was still giving interviews back in the 1980s. Every once in a while, someone would get an interview with the guy in jail. And, and one of the guys for whom I produced the show, a fellow named Jeff Charles, uh, told me, one of your standing assignments, Mr. Berg, is to get me an interview with Charles Manson. And so every couple of weeks for the two years I worked at the Evil Talk Empire, I would put in a call to the media office at the California Department of Corrections and say, hey, remember me? <laughs> Jeff Charles show? Twin Cities? Any chance? And I was on the list until I left the station. And so it didn't work out. But that was, in a sense, 
not the beginning of the fad of making celebrities out of ghastly criminals, but certainly a tipping point in terms of how much social influence mass murderers could get in this country. And that has some resonance today that I want to talk about when we come back uh, from break. 2651-289-4488 is the number to call. Join us, won't you please? This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Black Friday's over, but not at Ace, where you can get big savings all weekend. Get up to 50% off select gifts throughout the store. Plus, save 50% on 300-count Celebrations LED Christmas lights, now just $9.99 after instant savings. And for even more savings, print out our online coupon to save $10 on your purchase of $50 or more. This weekend only at your neighborhood Ace. Coupon valid on November 25th and 26th. Limit one. Exclusions apply. Lights offer valid for Ace Rewards members at participating stores. I would steal pills from my friend's mom. We talk about all the common drugs, but never prescription medication. I was addicted to pills. Had I more knowledge, I would have done things differently. Hi, I'm Congressman Jason Lewis. Prescription drug abuse is an epidemic in our communities. Secure your medications and talk with your kids today. Visit drugfree.org to find out how together we can make a difference. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment, now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Right now on thefishtwincities.com, you'll hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire and new favorites. Today the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem. We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas, spreading joy all season long at thefishtwincities.com. Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Message and data rates may apply. Sick of hair loss, thinning hair, bald spots? Ever thought about hair restoration? It's a life-changing decision. Thankfully, the first step is incredibly easy and absolutely free. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is giving away an absolutely free information kit that reveals just how easy and affordable their permanent solution to hair loss really is. Get yours by texting SAVE22 to 85850. You'll see for free just how great your hair could look. Plus, we'll also give you a free gift card when you text SAVE22 to 85850. Join the men and women all over the country who have come to Bosley, the world's most experienced hair restoration expert, for their permanent solution to hair loss. If you've ever thought about getting your hair back, don't miss this incredible offer. We're giving away an invaluable information kit absolutely free, plus a gift card for $250 off to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me, and I would very much appreciate if you did. Talking in the first half hour about a little bit of history from 50 years ago, and it is 50 years ago. I have some dim memories of one case from when I was a child. I remember being kind of scary then, even in the middle of rural North Dakota. Half a continent away with what was going on in, in Hollywood. And the reason it could affect me like that, even then, even there. Hey, I was a little kid. But... But even today, not so much me. I mean, I know how the media works, but even today, you see other people and the the effect that they have, the effect that they feel uh, 
in their in their lives, the way the way ghastly crimes from half a continent away will affect them in their daily lives today. And it's not so much because it's likely to happen to them or affect them in any way, occur anywhere near them. For the most part, these sorts of ghastly crimes are things that, for the most part, happen elsewhere to other people. I mean, you hate to say that because then there will be the ironic switcheroo that that, go, that goes into believe it or not later, you know, the believe it or not file later on. But for the most part, these are things that, that are rare. They're anomalies. They're in a nation of 320 million people. These things are, are, are rarities. But the media covers them because there's the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. And if it bleeds in a big, nasty way, in ways that involve lots of blood and gore and sex and violence and and especially stars are involved uh there's a lasciviousness to it that that draws people like moths to flame and and dozens of other cliches and and not only draws the attention of spectators regular people the 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 news consumer and the the media consumer but it draws attention from other people who may be in the deepest, darkest recesses of, of their of their black little hearts, harbor similar dysfunctions, harbor similar flaws in their personality, harbor the notion that if I do something big enough, regardless of why I do it and whether it's right or wrong or not, if I do something big and splashy and divorced from morality enough, I will become immortal. Now, Charles Manson believed that he, his deep-seated mental illness, believed that he was called by God to lead uh, an army at Armageddon, an army of 144,000 elect that would survive the apocalypse, which sounds insane to most people and in fact was although not insane enough to get him an insanity plea at his trial uh it wasn't that insane he knew what he was doing uh, but what it did do was appeal to at least for a decade or so there half five ten years appealed to a certain category of of person who felt that his or her entree to immortality was to lead a cult of people through an apocalypse. And as I described in the last segment, there were a number of these cults, these apocalyptic, apocalyptic doomsday cults that sprang up in the wake of Manson. Some of them were, uh, there were quite a few of them out there that never committed a single crime. But there were others, like the Jonestown cult, the, 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 uh, the Symbionese Liberation Army were two that I could think of offhand, but there were others along the way. People who ascribed quasi-mystical powers to themselves and took that to to find other defective people who needed to follow a cult leader. I mean, there's a personality type that, that seeks that type out, and there's a personality type that will take that being sought out and, and form the cult and, and build some fantasy world around themselves. It's... They go together like horse and carriage, and, and back then they did, and some of them went off the rails and committed some ghastly crimes, and others didn't. But it was the thing to do for a while there. And not least of the motivations was the fact that for the leaders of these cults, this was the entree to immortality, and the media was going to oblige them. Because that's who makes people immortal in this world, in this society, is the media. Now, I thought about that when, when I got word earlier this week that Charles Manson had died. That was the first thing I jumped to, was the fact that uh, right around that time, uh, about a week, uh, uh, the end of last, uh, the previous week, I should say, Wall Street Journal came out with a piece, uh, How Not to Cover Mass Shootings. Uh, the often sensational, by 
by the way, the piece was by a fellow named Ari Shulman. The often sensationalistic media attention given to perpetrators is central to why massacres are happening more. And the lead starts off. It's not your imagination. Mass shootings are getting deadlier and more frequent. A recent FBI report on active shooters from 2000 to 2015 found that the number of incidents more than doubled from the first to the second half of the period. Four of the five deadliest shootings in American history happened uh, in the past five years. In 2017, already far exceeds any previous year for the number of casualties in mass shootings. And the article goes on to, to, it's in the Wall Street Journal, by the way, and you need to subscribe to get into it. But the article points out something that's germane to the Manson situation and is something we've discussed in this broadcast in the past, and that is, People who carry out spree killings, as opposed to terrorists, which are different, similar results, different motivation. People who are spree killers, people like James Holmes, the Colorado theater shooter, people like Jared Loeffner, the man who shot six, killed six people and wounded Gabby Giffords, people like, near as we can tell, the Las Vegas shooter, and... Nearly every other mass shooter, going back to Dylan Klebold and uh, Eric Harris, the Columbine shooters, and uh, Cho Sung Wee, the the Virginia Tech shooter who murdered 32 people, uh, I think 10 or so years ago. These people, I use that term in the strictest biological sense, were motivated almost to a person by the idea that if they carried out some big, splashy, grisly mass murder, if they went out of this world with a bang, or in some cases committed uh, as the most notable act of their largely pathetic, misspent lives, the, the murder of dozens of innocent people, people who had committed no wrong against them, People whose murder was motivated only and solely by the murderer's narcissistic need, uh, narcissistic, uh, narcissistic to dementia need to be seen as immortal, to make themselves a place in history for all time for some reason. And the Shulman piece in the Wall Street Journal points out what law enforcement pointed out in the immediate aftermath of the Columbine massacre, that mass shooters crave attention. And it's through the attention they get by massacring people with no motivation other than that whatsoever that that gives them what they're looking for, that gives them immortality. I mean, would you have ever heard of Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris if they hadn't murdered 13 people at Columbine High School. No, you wouldn't have. Would you ever heard of James Holmes if he hadn't murdered 33 people in a in a theater in, in Aurora, Colorado? Or Cho Sung Wee if he had not murdered 30, uh, 32 people at Virginia Tech? No, they'd have been anonymous mentally ill people living in institutions or in their parents' basement or in hovels someplace eating lead paint chips off the wall. That's it. But somewhere the switch that exists in most of our heads, whatever our worldview, whatever our religious belief or lack thereof, what that, that switch that says, don't go killing other people, it's bad. That switch that says, feel empathy for other people, gets turned off. And the switch that says, let's go out with a blaze of glory and make sure everyone notices me, 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 because of what I've just done. And this is presents, in their brain, presents itself as an option to them because the media will oblige them. The media covers these events nonstop, wall to wall. And even if you leave out the motivations behind the media's actions, i.e. they report to big left and seek uh, the, the abolition, the repeal of the Second Amendment of the Constitution, even if you leave all that out, and let's, for sake of argument, leave that out. I mean, when something bleeds, it leads, and 
by gosh, mass murder is a lot of blood, so it gets a lot of headlines. I don't know how you cut back on the coverage of mass murderers and and mass spree shootings. They are emotionally wrenching events. They are events that that affect us all in a lot of ways. Most of all of them bad. They are events that that are that that, that are planned to an absolute fine logistical sheen of perfection because that's what these demented narcissists do. They spend some time, in some cases, years planning these crimes because it is the biggest event of their life, literally. It's like prom, the homecoming game, and their marriage all in one. Nothing will ever be a bigger deal to them, and the media obliges them, whether they live through the event or not. And some of them do. John Holmes, uh, Dylan Root, they lived, more or less, they're going to get sentenced to death at some point here, but and sometime in the next 20 to 30 years, they may even get executed. But they got what they wanted. They got immortality. And the immortality came to them by a media that obliged them in giving them that immortality. And just like Charles Manson 50 years ago, and the many if not copycats, at least people who saw the same path to immortality that they achieved themselves, they're getting obliged. And there needs to be another way of approaching this because you can ban all the guns, you can stifle all of our civil rights you want, but mass murders will carry along as long as they, their motivation, immortality, is met. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-292-7796. That's 800-292-7796. 800-292-7796. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Life across America, the Billboard is home to the best in today's Christian music, the best melodies, the top artists, and the greatest message.
Listen on thefishtwincities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities, safe for the whole family. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. I'm done talking about Charles Manson. It occurred to me during the break, I'm participating in exactly the thing that made him the media figure that he was. Still, 30 years after I left the talk station that had me trying to get him on the air, I'm still talking about him. It. Done with it. Charles Manson, you... This is the sound of you being flushed down the intellectual toilet. You're gone forever. What happens to you now that you've departed this mortal coil is up only to God. I would not presume to guess what the afterlife holds for you. And I would not want to know. 651-289-4488. We're done. We don't care. Hey, it's th- it was Thanksgiving. One of the things that, that I'm most thankful for is, is freedom. And yes, if you're a conservative, especially a libertarian conservative, you see all the areas where this country falls short when it comes to freedom, uh, especially freedom in the economic sense of the term. And the, the ways this country has fallen short on, say, the Fourth Amendment rights of Americans in recent years. But for all that, this is still where people try to get to this uh, our country and countries like ours countries that have to the best of their ability follow and their cultural sensitive uh, sensibilities followed our example in, in one way or another this is this is the place that people are trying to get to you don't see a lot of people trying to escape to cuba or to saudi arabia or to iran uh, or to North Korea. You see people trying to get out of there. And for them, and the reminder they give us and some of our less cognizant neighbors, for them I'm thankful on this Thanksgiving weekend. Matthew Cottonetti in National Review had a piece about a fellow we only as O, uh, O-H is how he pronounces his last name, uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, 24-year-old North Korean soldier known only by his family name, Oh, uh, commandeered a jeep and sped toward the demilitarized zone that separates uh, North Korea from South Korea. Of course, North Korea, uh, world's last Stalinist uh, hellhole, and South Korea, a democratic, uh, capitalist, free market, largely free market country, not as free as the United States in a lot of ways, but by all means, by all accounts, a free country, uh, especially in the Asian context. As he approached the border, the young man uh, jumped the vehicle, scrambled on foot towards the line of control. North Korean soldiers began firing at him. He was hit five or six times before collapsing on South, the South Korean side. He was evacuated to a hospital in Suwon near Seoul. Doctors operated on him in the emergency room. They discovered not only bullets, but parasitic worms in his small intestine, tuberculosis, hepatitis B, uh, just a, a human petri dish of pathologies. But he's expected to recover, thank God. Uh, the young man uh, risked everything, everything to live in freedom. He charged across the most heavily defended border in the world for freedom. He's joined a lot of other defectors, including some we've talked about in this broadcast uh, when we spoke a couple of years ago with uh, Liberty in North Korea, a group we need to get on the show again. Uh, but again, as Continenti points out, uh, joining ranks of other defectors, refugees and exiles who fled oppression for a chance of a free life, free of tyrannical control from the Berlin Wall to Vietnamese and Cuban boat people to the DMZ, the prisoners of communism run only in one direction towards liberty and self-government, toward the bounty of the market and the possibilities of representative democracy. Many don't. Many can't make it. They die in prison, uh, like Liu Xiaobo, the Chinese dissident, or they they are killed in the crossing, like Peter Fletcher, who was murdered by the East German border troops uh, in the 1970s at age 18. Uh, There are millions more who, having been born and raised in democratic capitalist societies, don't fully recognize or appreciate what a weird thing, a novelty and a blessing, as Continenti says, of their lives. They don't realize 
as they live in a world where they've known nothing but freedom far beyond unimaginable to the vast majority of people who have ever walked on this planet. They can't imagine that it could ever be any other way. And the story of young Mr. O is not only a reminder, says Matthew Cottonetti, that the call to freedom persists. It's a rebuke to those who ignore freedom's call. Because it's become fashionable, says Matthew Cottonetti, on both the left and right to downplay or ignore or deprecate the idea of freedom, to blame individualism, self-determination, and choice for inequality, pollution, corruption, immorality, decline, and other tragic aspects of the human condition. The fact that all these pathologies flourish in autocratic, socialist, and communist societies, as well as in our own, escapes their notice of the intellectual critics of freedom. But even so, we're told that free will is a delusion, that we're better off being nudged by our cognitive and moral superiors, that freedom and democracy are like rubber bands that snap back when stretched to the limit. We're drowning in freedom, said one editor. Tell that to Mr. O. Matthew Continenti goes on to say, I'm the first to admit that freedom is not enough. It's necessary but insignificant condition for human flourishing. There needs to be order as well. Freedom uh, without some higher purpose becomes libertinism. It becomes license. What was once a good and noble thing just becomes an exercise in gluttony. It's only one of several ingredients for a good society. Freedom is. You need to have order. You have to you need to have self-discipline, whether that's imposed by oneself or by a government with which one consents. But these are no reasons to diminish freedom's importance, its appeal. Uh, by the way, I'm quoting Continetti here. It's centrality in the American experience. Earlier this week marked the, this, uh, the 151st anniversary of the Gettysburg Address and its peroration of, quote, of government to the people, of the people, by the people. We may be comfortable, affluent, secure, and self-involved, but dangers to freedom remain. And yet, uh, and we're fighting for freedoms of all kinds all around us, even today. Freedom of speech is under attack. The right to keep and bear arms is always under attack. Your Fourth Amendment rights are always on the brink of extinction if you're not careful out there. And yet, there are still people out there who risk everything to get where? Not Germany. Not Sweden. Not France, here. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the paper. Up next, why Al Franken should not resign. Oh, seriously. Sort of. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, the paper. Were you sold an annuity? You deserve a clear, honest, objective review of exactly what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't. Go to annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can request an unbiased review of any annuity absolutely free. It's a $500 value, but for a limited time, this community service is complimentary. Request yours today at annuitydiscovery.com. It's imperative you know the truth. Since you won't get the real story from the sales agent or the insurance company, let Annuity Discovery be your advocate. Visit annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity? Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh, yeah, this stuff is, is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out... Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. 
Just text RIP11 to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text RIP11 to 42424. That's R-I-P-1-1 to 42424. You know, cracks in the foundation of your home or business are simply an invitation for long-term problems on your property. Innovative Basement Systems is the premier basement and foundation repair contractor in Minnesota. And they're a disabled veteran-owned company. The family at Innovative can officially solve any remodel or repair project. Save yourself the headaches. Call Innovative Basement Systems today at 651-964-6400 or on the web, InnovativeOnTheRadio.com. InnovativeOnTheRadio.com for Innovative Basement Systems. This is AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 